Welcome in to episode 8 of the Bluest Tape. I am Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Kolath. And uh, we will once again take you on a journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. We appreciate everybody for joining us once again uh, this week. And now for the fourth week in a row, we will be doing a anniversary show. And uh, just like last week, we're going to go back in time 20 years to May 1997, which, you know, I think uh, we're going to be, we're going to be covering the, the four shows from May 7th through May 10th, the last four shows of the tour. Um, I would probably put that, that run of four shows in four venues in four nights. Uh, I, I would say it's without equal. I think last week was good. Uh, these four shows together, I think, uh, I don't think you can touch them. They probably have, you know, even if you just picked four shows anywhere at any time, I think you'd have a hard time competing with these four shows. Yeah, I, mean, I I agree with you, Harvey. I mean, in terms of four show runs, this is probably the best ever. Um, I know we try to avoid hyperbole and superlatives as much as we can, but I think in this case, they're certainly warranted. And then I think each show has its, uh, on its own stands stands pretty tall. Five nine is probably is the weakest of the four, but it's still a really good show overall. The set lists are great every night, um, and then of course the last three shows um, have David Blackman on them um, for the first time this tour. So. Um, and the first time in a while was it? Was it first time since Sitinski in '96? The Blackman? No, he was there for New Year's in '96. Ah, New Year's. That's right, New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just totally different vibe, but again, just some a really great playing uh, by the band and 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 great set list, or great 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 song choices, and definitely sort of that end of tour set list dump, which is oh man, we haven't played that in a while, and just right. so and I think we see that obviously for the first show that we're gonna highlight which is five seven from the good old palace theater in louisville kentucky yes so this is the first time um they had played the palace and uh it was pretty clear that they were having a good time and you know uh appreciating the the venue uh, this show has a pretty special place in in my heart uh i was at this show and and i took who would become my wife to the show just the two of us um it was one we had literally been dating for like two weeks and we went to the show <laughs> together and uh it, i remember it being kind of like a big thing like that we were going out of town together just the two of us like would we be able to to you know maintain a conversation one-on-one <laughs> that long and uh but we did pretty well and um she had she had seen i think she'd seen panic one time before and um wasn't nearly the you know the nerd that I was at that point, but I can remember trying to communicate to her how ridiculous the set list was as it was occurring, and that was it was hard to communicate. But I, I mean, personally, it was like especially I mean after that first set of you know getting a bar stools thank you and uh, you know Hatfield show on the road and all that stuff and Galline Fishwater opener and then second set that they go bow-legged and then walk on like a song later it's just like i don't even know what's happening here <laughs> and i was like and I'm, i think i said to her like th- they don't normally play these songs or something like that and she was like yeah whatever it's fun so um yeah it was a it was a great show and and good memories and um yeah it's definitely uh 
I'm glad that they decided to to throw down one of the greatest shows ever. Uh, a night that I was I was taking my future wife out for a date. It uh yeah it's I can't top that really Harvey I mean (laughs) we're at at episode seven and you've added this very sweet personal touch and uh I got I got nowhere to go with it so I'm sorry I'm sure you'll be able to come you'll come to the mic at some point with that I just I just always talk about my tie-dye tape covers that's really just all I got at this point so so, uh where we where we pick this and so so just to, I want to sort of step through the second set here. Bow legged opener, which was you know massive and was you know a, a pretty rare song. They had only played it three times in the previous hundred shows, uh, and I mean just a, what a perfect set opener, um, bow legged. And then ain't life grand, which is fun, and walk on, and that's how they start the second set. And I can remember like you know because that was the point where it was like really what is happening, you know like. Uh, yeah, I guess apparently all bets are off at this point. And, um, and so then they play Can't Get High, and it was like, oh. And, you know, I mean, which is, I mean, it's fine. It's fun. And it was like, but man, they, you know, they must be getting ready to, like, you know, just blow up this Can't Get High. And it was actually was a really good Can't Get High um, for just a sort of standalone. And then, um, but it ended, and then that's where we're going to pick up um, – our segment here and uh it was hard it was hard to pick you know a choice from this show uh obviously the openers from both sets uh are fantastic but um this is a segment maybe people aren't as familiar with as the as the openers and um just a just uh just a really good uh three song segment so um we'll go ahead and uh, kick things off here with airplane
That was May 7th, 1997 at the Palace Theater in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, middle of the second set, Airplane. Uh, the very first party at your mama's house, formerly known as That Thing, uh, into I Walk on Gilded Splinters. And before we played it, you were talking about how hard it was to choose um, songs from this show to include on, on, on tonight's episode. Frankly, we could have just played the whole show, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at the set list and I was thinking about how many parts of this show I used on mixtapes for people to show them what widespread panic was all about. <laughs> and I think I'm up to three. Cause I think I did, I for sure use galleon Fishwater yeah. again, talk about galleon showing up in all time. Great shows. Sure. I mean, um, it's just a quintessential opener too. Yep. Definitely did the Hatfield. Let's get the show on the road. Um, I think I even uh, I put I use that. Let's get the show on the road a lot because being a soundboard tape, um, it sounded incredible, and it was one. It's actually it's one of the better versions of that song. And then I definitely used Bowlegged too. I think for the same reason um, was the fact it was the best sounding, most intense sort of version I could put on something. Um, but the playing is just tremendous. And I think the part, the, the, the selections that you chose are spot on. Cause I think it's a, it's a little bit of, a, a little bit of everything that makes panic such a great and special band. Yeah. I mean, the airplane is just relentless, you know, the jam out of it. And then, um, and the party at your mama's house is just a little bit, I mean, obviously the first one is always a little bit different than, than whatever it, it eventually finds, uh, as its own groove. But this one I thought was just a little, a little looser. And, um, and then obviously with all the slot, you know, the, the slide playing on part in your mama's house, it only made sense that they would drop into Gilded Splinters. Um, but again, just sort of taking, you know, bringing myself back to that moment 20 years ago, um, not knowing what part of your mama's house was and just thinking that it was a continuation of airplane was like, you know, at that point we were, um, you know, 20 plus minutes <laughs> into airplane. And, um, but the, the, it was kind of interesting though, about halfway through part of your mama's house, JB sings. That sort of indicated that maybe this was a different song. I mean, it was, it was clearly a different theme, you know, than the than the airplane, than the takeoff jam. But um, 
yeah so that was uh that was a great I, you know I, I really like that segment of the show which is one of my favorite shows if not my favorite show of all time well after burning down the palace theater they go back up i-65 which i think uh is another sort of traversing traversing that that highway back up through indianapolis which is where they were the week before and head on into chicago and for the first of two shows um in, in the city but two different venues uh this was the the free show the wxrt uh free show at the vic theater in chicago uh, the vic is a great place for a concert seen a couple couple shows there over the years um love that place chicago is a great panic town um lots of lots of friends um used to go to shows with live there but always the band always got a great reception there and some of the best shows they've ever done have been in chicago um, starting as early as like 92, 7, 22, 92 at the Park West is one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah. And um, were in, in like August of 93, where were those, were those shows? Do you know, like 83 and 84, 93? Yeah, uh, that's 95. Oh, 95, um, right. Yeah. Um, I think one of those is at the Vic, too. Um, yeah, those are at the Vic. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just great. So, having not been to those shows. venues, can you, what are the, take me there what's you know what's the oh, Vic like what's the that, Aragon like so long ago um <laughs> I just painted the picture of the palace I mean, granted I was there really last is. week but um I think the last time I was at the Vic was March 13th 1999 for government mule show <laughs> and Derek Chuck sat in with them oh. so I do remember that um and I think I remember about the Vic is, and I'm sure somebody's going to listen to this show and say, Jeff, you have no recollection of what the Vic theater actually looks like. And that's fine. That's really fine. Because I don't really recall. All I remember, there was railing and there's sort of like a terrace. So I remember I was stood sort of not in the back, but up on like a riser and was able to kind of look down at the stage. Um, but it's a small place. Right. I mean, again, I think by 97... Um, the band was big enough where they could play a bigger room. And the Aragon, which is where they play the next night, is a much bigger okay. room. Um, they, and they played there. They did those Halloween shows in 98. And that's a big, old, old-fashioned concert they, hall. The Halloween and, shows in 2001. You mean? Um, so I said Thanksgiving in 98. Oh, okay. Hall- Halloween 2001 was at the UIC. Oh, okay. Um, Thank you. Um, live fact checking here, folks, <laughs> on, uh, on the bluest tape. No fake and it's news. From no memory. fake news here. No, no, and um, but no, the Aragon is sort of the big old fashioned concert hall type place. I just remember thinking it looked like a roller rink hmm. um, because it is this big wooden floor and it's wide open. This really beautiful balcony up on top, and it's long and kind of narrow, so the band's way at one end. Hmm. Um, I remember the Vic sounding a lot better than the Aragon did. Um, and those, I mean, we'll, obviously we're not talking about Thanksgiving 98 right now, but those are weird shows. So, um, but this show at the Vic. Not weird. Well, uh, weird did, in a good way. We, yeah, weird in a good way. Um, again, Pantheon of all time shows. This has got to be up there. Um, David Blackman joins the band for the first of three shows. And it really starts off with in what the section we're going to play for you tonight probably one of the most um unique original 
pairings or so- pairings of trio of songs that the band did and to open with it is even more remarkable. Um, the Roberta Low Spark Red Beans opener. Um, it's just some sensational playing. No David Blackman on this. Um, we'll get to him a little bit later. But overall, this is just one of my favorite shows, and I think we'll get started with uh, with the again the opening selection, May eighth, nineteen ninety seven, from the Vic Theater, and here we go with Roberta. Thank you. 
May 8th, 1997, from the Vic Theater in Chicago, Illinois, 20, nearly 20 years, depending when you're listening to this, 20 years ago today or yesterday or tomorrow, um, the opener from the first set, Roberta Low Spark Red Beans. Um, pretty decent opener. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, just it's fair, fair to Midland, I think. <laughs> Uh, I can remember, I mean, this is, uh, you know, early days of like internet set list sharing, mm-hmm. but I can remember seeing that set list and thinking either it was like a, somebody was joking and like, it, you know, was making up a set list uh, or I, I, that was the only thing I could, the, the only thing that I could like that would make sense because th- this set list doesn't, wouldn't compute to to my brain. Because it's just from start to end, just, just you know, top level songs. Sure, and I think I think, you know, what didn't we play from this show? Um, we didn't play the maggot chili first set closer with David Blackman, and then of course we do. We didn't play the tire shoes sleepy monkey tire shoes vacation from the middle of the second set. Sands Blackman, um, mm-hmm. but, or a massive pigeon second set opener. Yeah, I mean, just it's su- it's such a good show. Um, from from start to finish and again it's sort of it's it's i think it's almost fitting that it was an xrt free show and that you know xrt is one of those radio stations that has always seemingly backed bands like panic i'll obviously back bands like wilco and supported them so you know the they uh i think even schools gives xrt a little shout out before the show starts mm-hmm. and thanks them for everything that they did so it's only it's only fitting that they would give those folks uh w- one of the best shows they they possibly could yeah, and, and you know, and speaking of anniversaries, so this was the 25th anniversary of WXRT. So, sure. um, I mean, I guess that was the reason for the you know all the you know crazy set list stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, the thing that struck me, and I, and I, I actually thought about this leading into the Palace show back in '97, was that it was the 20th anniversary of you know what many consider the most famous dead run of all time of May 7th, yeah. 8th and 9th of 1977. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do, I mean, I literally remember going to the, to the palace thinking like, maybe they'll do something, you know, because, or maybe not so much the palace, but I always kind of thought maybe this May 8th, 97 show was an homage to the Cornell, you know, May 8th, 77 show. Am I crazy for thinking that that might, might've had some, some play in this? I don't know, you know, the world the world is a mysterious place sometimes and you know, obviously the band is um, especially schools or admirers of the dead and I mean it probably wasn't lost on them. But yeah, I think that I didn't think about it really honestly think about it until you brought it up, but um, it is sort of it is sort of cool that one of the best dead runs of all time matches up with one of the best panic runs of all time. So, yeah. No, I mean it's always I guess uh, I'd be interested to hear if anybody else ever had that thought because it definitely it stuck me, um, you know, that it was that it was on that that anniversary, which is now forty years ago, nineteen seventy seven shows from from the dead, which are are being released, um, you know, like right now, yeah. which is really exciting too. So, I'm looking forward to hearing that stuff. Sure. So, um, all right, so we'll move on. Uh, Across, across the city? I mean, are they both, uh, I guess they're both, what, are they both inside the circle, I guess, yeah. right? I mean, yes. Vic and Aragon. Yep. So just down the road uh, to the Aragon. Um, 
to May 9th, 97, which, uh, you know, if you take this show and put it on any sort of random night, it's a fantastic show. But if you put it up against the shows that we just played and the show that we're going to play after this, it, it you know, it, there's nothing wrong with being fourth, but somebody has to be fourth of the four. <laughs> uh, and I would say that, you know, this is probably doesn't, um, isn't quite as on par with the other ones, but it's, it's good. Um, more Blackman um, playing on, on different songs, maybe not, you know, traditional Blackman songs. Mm-hmm. He plays on Henry Parsons here, plays on Traveling Light, uh, a really good encore with the driving, Orange Blossom driving, Eight Life Grand. Um, but, uh, Jeff, you picked something here in the first set. I did, yeah. I think typically, again, I you know, talked about the May 7th show. Um, I definitely put the Driving Orange Blossom special, Driving 8 Life Grand on a few mixtapes too, but we've played Driving Song, so we're gonna, we'll are gonna play a couple of tunes we haven't played yet in our in our series here. Then we'll go back to the first set and do Raise the Roof and Sea Brown with David Blackman. Um, kind of right towards the end of the right towards the end of the first set and again i think what, what you what you said spot on is or what you said about this show is spot on somebody has to be fourth and you you, you transport this show out and put it somewhere else um it's it's it, it could stand on its own but when surrounded by three of the better shows ever um it definitely um it's uh, it, 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 somebody has to go to the back of the line. So, all right. So from the Aragon Ballroom, May 9th, 1997 in Chicago, Illinois, we've got Raise the Roof and Sea Brown with David Blackman. All right. Thank you very much. We spice things up here a little. Mr. David Blackman. Thank you. 
right, that was Widespread Panic with their good friend David Blackman on fiddle, uh, playing Raise the Roof and Sea Brown from the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, Illinois, May 9th, 1997. Harvey, do you have any, any thoughts on those uh, on those two selections? So Raise the Roof, uh, really one of the very few songs that I never got to see um, Mikey play. Mm. Uh, I always sort of thought of it as a, you know not a traditional song sort of a different uh different kind of panic song um it, you know i i never never heard it or thought about it without thinking of the you know the traditional uh physical action of raising one <laughs> raising the roof with one's hands and it just seems so like stands in stuck such stark contrast to the vibe of the song versus the you know the action of one raising the roof i think that's a challenge to some of our burgeoning hip-hop producers listening in to the bluest tape looking for looking for some samples um <laughs> i mean no i mean i this is one of those songs that um i definitely did not appreciate it as much as mm -hmm. I do now. I love this song. It is mm -hmm. one of my favorite Hauser songs. It's such a great little change of pace song. I think it's a really sort of, it's a heavy, it's a, it's a slower song, It's but it's a kind of an emotionally heavy tune. And it, I love Hauser's solo in this song. I mean, it's just yeah. some of my favorite playing of his. Um, was lucky enough to see it twice. Lucky enough to see it both times in the state of Iowa, of all places. Um but yeah, I think it. I'm, I'm glad we. I'm glad we found a reason to play this song because it's it's one of my favorites, yeah. and obviously, C Brown. C, C Brown is C Brown, and there's really not much more to say about it than that. Great, another great Panic original. So, not to bag too much on this show because you know, not very often that you find a show with Raise the Roof and Arlene and Orange Blossom Special and and call it the worst of the bunch, but. You know, it was a good show, May 9th, 1997 at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, Illinois. So um, we'll move on to the final show uh, of of this episode and the final show of the, the, the long uh, spring 1997 tour. And that was at the Roy Wilkins Civic Auditorium in St. Paul, Minnesota, um, May 10th and uh, and. Panic brought their friend uh, David Blackman to the show as well. Yeah, so I was at I was at this show, and it's it's actually I was just thinking about this the other day how my first experiences with Panic sort of bookended my freshman year of college. Um, seeing Panic at the Barrymore in October '96, you know, a month or so after school started, and then seeing them literally the Saturday before finals week um, up in up in St. Paul, and uh, I'm not going to get all you know emotional and nostalgic about about college or anything like that. We'll save that for later episodes. But this show again is one that. Because of five seven and five eight, I don't think nearly gets the attention that it deserves. Um, this this show and another one from uh, later on in the ninety seven over in Ames, Iowa, nine fifteen ninety seven are have always been two of my favorites. Um, I think the band is just on fire in this show, and Blackman takes 
takes them to the next level. Um, I do think this is a hat backwards show, if I recall correctly. <laughs> um, I do think it might even be a baseball jersey show, if I recall correctly. Um, and I remember going to this show, and again, by this time, I had amassed more tapes and had started collecting more. Um, I don't think I'd had had gotten anything from maybe a few from April of 97 had, had come in, but really wasn't, you know, fully immersed in, 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 in the music as, as much as I became later on, especially after this show. And I remember sort of, you know, like we were talking about with the Louisville show, when you were explaining to Rachel, like they don't normally play this sort of thing. I know there's no like crazy bust outs or anything in this show, but I remember thinking it was like, is this what it's going to be like every time? Mm -hmm. Who is this guy with the (laughs) fiddle? Is he wearing overalls? Who is this guy? Where did they find him? Um, You know, and I, I mean, it's just is, it's, it's, it's such a good show. Um, The first set, send your mind opener and then disco heroes impossible ride me high wondering you know all right in a row and then the sex selections that we're going to play with blackman and then you know the second set you know too is sort of you know one of the things that i've always loved bands that play music that i'm listening to at a given time so one of the and but Bands that I listen to, like Widespread Panic, like the Black Crows, and not so much the Almond Brothers because I've never been a big blues guy, um, but for sure Panic and the Crows, is figuring out where their songs come from and who the original artists are for these songs, and sort of, and it, but it works reflexively. You know, you're you're finding new music because of the band you love, but also there's a bunch of music that you love and all of a sudden a band you really love plays a song like, Oh, we're on the same wavelength. We like the same stuff. Mm -hmm. I love this band. Um, (laughs) but I remember being at this show and I had no clue what Genesis was and I had no clue what four cornered room was. And, but after that point it was sort of like, go home, buy hot tuna, go home, buy the world is a ghetto. And, and really a band like widespread panic covering those songs. They, you know, panic did never really covered obvious songs for long stretches of time. Um, you know, and one thing that of course I think we can both agree with about this band in the songs that they chose to cover and that they've been playing for a long time is that they, these songs became panic songs. They're not just Mm -hmm. sort of, Ooh, they covered, they covered JJ Kale again tonight. It's like traveling lights, (laughs) traveling lights, a widespread panic song, ride me high became a widespread panic song. I mean, again, the JJ Kale, ones are original but they are they're they were so good at taking songs and and sort of bringing them into their their sound their milieu and really making them you know making them their own and this show is no different i mean it's just it's front to back great originals great set list and then you know great covers too mm-hmm. yeah no i think you hit the nail on the head uh this this is a great show and um those are two fantastic covers uh, and and a great great encore too end of the show hopeless world uh, that's a that's a pretty solid way to end the tour yeah and I, th- I think that was I think that that was the um, bombs and butterflies sort of tour right I think because mm-hmm. I remember there being a lot of pro like pro bombs and butterflies p- promo around Roy Wilkins um, I don't know if anybody listening's ever been to Roy Wilkins but it's a really cool venue um, it's been around forever it's I think it's over 80 years old holds about 5,000 people um, saw panic there a few times it's a I think it's a place that actually sounds pretty good it's 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 shallow and wide and and then it sort of has seats up on the side and then some in the back um, instead of long and narrow Um but yeah, one of the things I'll never forget about this show and 
which ties into the first song you're going to hear, which is Genesis, is again, I, w- I was 19 years old and I'm standing in the back of the room sort of, you know, taking all of this in and it was that set break and some guy comes up to me and he's like, he's had all the songs written down. He's like, what was that song? They what was that first song they did with the fiddle player. And I was like, I looked at him. It's like, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things where eventually I became that guy, you know, standing in the back and scribbling notes and writing down set lists and, you know, didn't really need to ask what that's, what, what what that stuff was eventually but i'll never forget that it was the first time anybody asked me what a song was at a show and i was i, I froze i had no clue so right um, um yeah no in fact that was, yeah so um so bombs and butterflies came out in uh in february february 4th of 1997 yeah. so right before this tour and uh and in fact um i had tickets to a show that was canceled uh from that tour um at the taft or yeah, at the Taft, in, uh, in it was scheduled for April, I think. Um, it was April, April 16th. 16th, 1997. Yeah. So uh, it was in that, that first pass through the Midwest before they went uh, up north. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they canceled that show in order to go to uh, Arkansas to, to film the video for Aunt Avis <laughs> with... Um, Billy Bob Thornton and Vic Chestnut and Billy Bob Thornton's uh, at at that moment girlfriend or wife Laura Dern. <laughs> do you do you remember that video? I do. Or, yeah. I assume you saw that. Yeah. Um, That's funny. I always thought that was the most that was the oddest choice for us for a video slash single. Uh-huh. I mean, I love. Well, I, I didn't really like the song then. I, I like it a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed like you know of all the choices that you could have made on that record um you know really that would have probably been my last choice for like a song that would potentially be a a hit record sure the only one that i would say maybe you could consider would be as bad would be hopeless world which was the other single (laughs) from from the record (laughs) neither of which were panic originals i mean it's just like you know i don't know why you wouldn't choose radio child or tall boy or greta or or, you know glory or really anything else yep um but um you know like i say they like helping out their friends that's pretty cool sure um but yeah so missed that show in april it was supposed to be rescheduled for the summer um and it it wasn't i guess it i guess we eventually got it in september yes uh 9 12 97 the taft which um which was a pretty good show in its own right. Sure. So yeah, so this was a it was a pretty you know pretty good run there from May seventh through May tenth of nineteen ninety seven. Um, twenty hard to believe, but it's been twenty years. Yeah. So let's uh let's get to the music. We've uh we've we've talked a lot. So um we are going to give you the last three songs of the first set um, with David Blackman, um, starting off with Genesis in a B of D and going out west from the Roy Wilkins Auditorium, St. Paul, Minnesota, May 10th, 1997. A little hot tune song here. David Blackman, everybody. The 
Time has come for us to pause And think of living as it was Into the future we must cross Must cross I'd like to go with you I'd like to go with you I'm harder than a wall Marble shaft about to fall But I love you dearer than them all Them all So let me stay with you
right back with you. Thank you very much. All right, that was Widespread Panic with Genesis, B of D, and Going Out West with their good friend David Blackman from the Roy Wilkins Auditorium, closing out the Bombs and Butterflies tour from spring 1997, May 10th, 1997. And Harvey, we pride ourselves on trying to provide some... uh, differences of songs and you know for different songs for everybody here but we've got we've gone and i repeated we've gone and repeated ourselves but i would say the chance if you would have uh if there would have been a bet fair or whatever it is on uh on us repeating it probably would not have been for what we just did right yeah i mean uh we have now in seven shows uh done b of d going out west twice <laughs> and uh, those are the only time those two songs have ever been played together but uh, but a pretty good combo, and uh, you know, it, it, I thought the BFD fit in our instrumental show, and um, this segment from this uh, show in St. Paul uh, too good to leave out. I think. Yeah, it just the 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 genesis. You know, I just again, the, I'm a I'm a staunch audio uh, audience tape guy when it comes to Panic, um, except for. 1997 soundboards because I think they're, they sound so good. Um, but I just love, you know, the band comes out, our band gets ready to start, and JB says, David Blackman, everybody, just sort of matter of fact, and then they, they launch in, and then there's this moment before after Genesis, before they go into B of D, and it's almost like a false start by Mikey, but he's, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's, it's either a false start or he's just playing the little riff, but it's like he yeah. makes this absolutely this like snarling, nasty sound. <laughs> before it before he goes into the song and it is the opening lick but it's just i i love that little piece about this about this segment that we just played because um, it's 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 great and i think again blackman adds so much to the panic sound panic can panic can play with most anybody um and blackman fit in so well almost as like an unofficial member i think in in, in a lot of ways but it's fun to hear him on on, on a couple of tunes you don't normally hear him play on too. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a cool part of the the last two shows um, that they they sort of they did a little bit in sit and ski. They kind of mix it up mm-hmm. with him, but um, they they would always sort of go back to the you know drive-ins, takeouts, St. Life Grands, porch songs. But um, they definitely mixed it up here uh, on the last two shows of this tour uh, with Blackman. So, um, so yeah, so this is. Um, you know, sort of bookended them with, uh, you know, my, my show on May 7th, your show on May 10th. And um, this is a this is a great little run of shows here to close out Spring 97 tour. 20 years ago. Absolutely hard to believe. But uh, how many times are you going to say that <laughs> throughout the course of this this podcast? It'll probably be quite yeah. a few. So, yeah. well, especially considering 97 was such a good year. I'm yes. sure that we'll we'll probably dip back into that uh, at, at some, you know, again, uh during the 2017 uh, run here of the Bluest Tape. So, um, anyway, uh, th- want to thank everybody for taking their time out of their busy schedules to uh, to listen to the show and um, definitely share it with your friends. So anybody else you know that might uh, might get a kick out of it, um, rate it and like it on uh, on iTunes. Um, follow us on Facebook uh, and on Twitter at uh, at Bluest Tape. And um, you go to the website, get all that information as well. It's bluesttape.com. So uh, appreciate everybody's time. Jeff, thanks for taking the time. And um, 
we will uh, talk to you guys t- uh, next week. You got any, you got any uh, closing thoughts? I just thank everybody for listening in and, and, and enjoy putting this together for everybody and uh, definitely a little bit of a chance to, like tonight, I think for both of us to be a little nostalgic, but also it's just fun to reconnect with this music um, too. And, uh, and I hope, hope everybody's enjoying it and we'll see you next week. Yeah.